Hey, it's John Williams. If your home struggled to stay warm this winter, then you know it's going to be hot this summer. Maybe it's those old leaky windows and doors. Call Next Door and Window, the company we hired. Right now, you'll get buy one, get one 30% off, plus 18 months of interest-free financing. So call 1-800-NEXT-DOOR right now. That's 1-800-NEXT-DOOR or go to 1-800-NEXTDOOR.COM. Podcasts. It's like radio. But it's not on the radio. It wasn't one of those days at all. Offensively, we, we struggled, and, and then defensively, couldn't get off the field on third down. But just wasn't wasn't our day today. Three wide to the right. Meanwhile, Mahomes is going to go the other way. He's going to take it to the end zone. Touchdown, Chiefs. WGN Radio presents Hogan Johns. We just didn't play our game today. It was tough. They came to play. We didn't. We got behind early. And um, you just can't play catch up against a team like that. And you can't play sloppy either. Four. Running into the kicker, number 57. Defense, a five-yard penalty results, and a first down. With WGN's Adam Hogue. I can't hold my tongue. They are terrible. Dang. And from the athletic, Adam Johns. That's just a straight shooter with upper management written all over him. We let each other down. We let the fans down. That's not how we want to finish our last home game at, at Soldier Field. Here they are, the Adams. Cradle Otis sees us! Hogan Johns. Well, that went just <laughs> about as poorly as it could have. Uh, ugly. Ugly, ugly game. If you had the Bears bingo card of disaster, <laughs> what what's on this bingo card? Uh, Patrick Mahomes looks awesome. Walt Trubisky looks bad. Andy Reid outcoaches Matt Nagy. A trolling double doink just for fun in a 23-3 game. How about a trolling Patrick Mahomes counting the 10 on his yes. fingers? Pretty much what you... Anything, the only way it could have been worse like, is if Allen Robinson went down with an awful injury or something yeah, like that, yeah. which Eddie Goldman got hurt in this game. So there you go. Bingo. So <laughs> concussion for him. Yeah, this was bad. This was really bad. Bears lose to the Chiefs. Hogan Johns here with you from Soldier Field. For the last time this season, and uh, it I don't know. I, it's definitely different than the last time we did a podcast here last year, but... Kind of just as painful for different reasons. No, if you're a Bears fan, this is beyond painful. This is, you know, like when a parent says they're disappointed in their child instead of angry at the child. <laughs> Does that apply here? Yeah. Well, Cleo Mack called it embarrassing. Eddie Jackson called it embarrassing. A lot of people called it embarrassing. It was embarrassing. The Bears just sort of laid down and took a beating from the Chiefs today. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, what? Well, yeah. I'm trying to encapsulate what we just saw, but yeah, yeah, it, it happened. All Go right, ahead, we'll, say your stuff. Yeah, well, follow us on Twitter, at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S, uh, where his bold prediction of four Mitch Trubisky touchdowns. <laughs> First, that, that was a corrected came. prediction, but go on. Did you correct it to zero? No. No. No, no. But I'm just kidding. I'll, I'll lay off that one. Yeah. I Thank had you. fun with that. It's, I know. I know. You're a jerk. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit. I'll admit it. I'll take it. Uh, all right. Anyway, reactions up on Twitter, 
on uh, The Athletic, theathletic.com's where you can read John Z. My stuff's up at WGNRadio.com. Uh, if you just like to live in pain and misery and want to relive all this, that's what you're doing right now. That's why you're listening to us. So we appreciate you doing that. Please write and review the podcast and give it a more positive review than you would give this Bears season, which is a complete and utter disaster, just like this game tonight. Um, all right, let's start with the obvious, the quarterbacks. The, uh, it I, I don't it, think you're surprised if no. Patrick Mahomes outplayed Mitch Trubisky. I think it, to me, I, I, from the offense, I expected more fight. I, I, I really did. Yeah, well, I, I told you I was Some worried. more risks, some more aggressiveness. Just It was more of the same. It was... More the, of the same produces more than three points, though. Yeah, well, I mean, I guess I meant more of the same themes of the season, which is sort of this chicken and the egg thing with Trubisky's poor play and Nagy's poor play calling. Like, which is it? You know, I... The beginning of the game was bizarre. It was really weird. It, it opened with, with three consecutive runs by Mitch Trubisky. But I don't think they were all called Trubisky runs. No, he probably wanted to, but I think he was reading... And I'm not sure you read all of them correctly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I've about had enough of the RPO stuff, though. Well, so what's weird about that is they got away from that in the middle of the season because Trubisky was clearly struggling with it. And that's when the season started to change offensively. That's when they started making progress. And then it's like they eased back into it once Trubisky got comfortable, and now they're right back to where they were earlier in the season. Where he's struggling with it, Nagy's calling too much of it. You know, they call it on the third down at the goal line. Well, they're at the five yard line or whatever. Then they go for the fourth down fade, which is a low percentage throw when you only have one bullet left. There's a lot to question there. But there's also, I mean, we just get back to this idea of like, if you don't trust your players to execute, there's no way for the play calling to be good. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Like, when you watch that Travis Kelsey touchdown play. The ball's behind him. Well, like, like it wasn't a great pass, but it was yeah. a wide-open pass. Yeah. Like, the, the design of it was special to me. It was not a special throw. It was an easy throw. Like, I was thinking to myself, like, I wrote this in my athletic column, like, why can't Matt Nagy do something like that, right? Where, where you know, um, I try to describe it as best I can here. Here comes Travis Kelsey walking in. He cuts at the snap. He breaks back outside. You have Tyreek Hill and Sammy Watkins crossing. Essentially opens up this gap. And Travis Kelsey cuts back inside of it where he's wide open. Wide open for an easy touchdown throw for your superstar quarterback. I mean, you don't need a superstar throw to complete that pass. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking to myself, I'm pretty sure Matt Nagy came from the Andy Reid tree. Why don't? Why haven't we seen anything like this all year? Oh, the man doesn't have a damn tight end he can trust. <laughs> and Eric Saubert out there, with, with all due respect to the Hoffman Estate native, like, like you were signed on November 30th. J.P. Holtz, you weren't here in week one. Jesper Horsa, you weren't here in week one. It's a problem, but... Yes, go on. No, I mean it's why it's why the answer to all of this is all of the above. Yes. Don't have the personnel. But also blame, you know, goes to 
like just because you don't have the personnel, you do have Allen Robinson. That doesn't mean you should still be throwing a fade to him on fourth down. Yes, yes. That's well, like that, a first down. That's exactly what I said. I don't mind it, that it, on first. That, down. I don't mind it at all. But Pro Football Focus tweeted out in the middle of the, that it's a twenty four percent hit rate on that. Yes, everyone treats it like you have a number one wide out, and and so your fade to the end zone is a high percent. It's not. It's a low percentage. So if you want to do it on first down, if you have single coverage, man on man, one on one, that's fine. I don't. I have no problem with that. Yeah, what was the first down call play? Was it Anthony Miller? Uh, it looked like it was a, a single route play, but I think someone someone's route coming from the backside got cut off. Goes back to trust. Yeah. Well, and you start the. This gets back. Unfortunately, Anthony Miller's been he's been playing great, and then he was not great. He tonight. had one catch today, yeah. and it starts with the first drive of the game, a play you practiced all week long. And you flip it back to him on a reverse, and he drops the ball. And you lose 10 yards. And it's a drive killer when you had been moving the ball before that. See, like, you need your quarterback to elevate his game where everybody's just playing better. But, like, you, you see how the Chiefs run things? Travis Kelsey's wide open across the middle. Yeah. Tyreek Hill, they're giving this guy, like, a 15-yard cushion. Yeah. I think at one point Kyle Fuller gave him a twenty yard cushion. <laughs> yes. The play where Mahomes actually the Bears actually had it covered well. It was a good defensive call. Mahomes is scrambling around and he like just purposely lobs it short because you know it's Tyreek Hill's coming back. Back to, to it. Yes. Oh. Because he had a twenty yard cushion. They're so good on the off script plays, the Chiefs are the Bears are so awful at it. That's where the great quarterbacks, I think, separate themselves. Yeah. And again, it's a multifaceted problem. Like you said, this is an all of the above issue. It starts with Nagy, it starts with Trubisky, of course, the two most important people on uh, on the field during the game. But it's a problem. You can't have all the drops by Javon Wims. You can't have more drops by Tariq Cohen. It's a thing. So here's why this was, in big picture wise, like, this was more just optical. Like, it looked bad, you know what I mean? With all the storylines, with all the Mahomes, Trubisky stuff that's never going to end. But we all kind of expected that. Big picture-wise, Trubisky had put a stretch together where he was looking decent. And tonight was a step backwards. Yes. So, that's a little sobering. At the same time, it might be what the Bears needed. Just a reminder, because we're all guilty of it. I'm guilty of it. I will fully raise my hand and admit it. You know, everybody, to some extent, wants to see this kid succeed. Because he's a good kid. He works hard. He has a good attitude. He does things the right way. Mitch Trubisky somebody you want to see succeed. And so when he has glimpses, when he has a stretch of a few games in a row... You want to believe that there's something there. That he's going to turn the corner. And maybe he still will. But we're at the end of year three now. And he's only under contract right now for one more year. It could be two if you pick up the fifth year option. But that's not guaranteed. The point is, you are well into crunch time now. And you cannot allow yourself to be fooled into... Something potentially happening when on the other side of the field tonight in the stadium that Patrick Mahomes could have been playing in, he's lighting you up. Yeah. 
Yeah. So in a weird, painful, extremely painful way, maybe the Bears needed to see this yeah. tonight. Don't talk to yourself in the fool's gold. I will say this: there's a lot of gonna, there's going to be a lot of fool's gold out there in free agency. I, I don't know what the fix is. Yeah, that's the thing. I don't know. I, I wrote this line in my column: like there, there is no Patrick Mahomes coming to the rescue. There is just not. It doesn't happen. Like the Drew Brees situation in New Orleans. Is there a quarterback that fits his pedigree that's going to be available in free agency this year? And do you even have the money for free agency? Not when you have all those other needs. I mean, this is why we keep going back to when they made the trade up for Trubisky, you better be right. And then when they made the trade for Khalil Mack, we talked about it that day. I remember doing the podcast that this was a double down on Mitch Trubisky. Because you knew you weren't going to have the draft capital to fix it if it went wrong. And unfortunately, you're now two years into the Khalil Mack era. Hey, he, was, but he, he was better than that. He was. Okay, go on. Sorry. But I, you're two years in. You're two years in now to the Khalil Mack era where he's got all that money tied up and you have zero playoff wins. Yeah, well, only one playoff game. That that's hard to accept. Yes, yes. Um, there's gonna be a lot of soul searching about this this offense, and yes, it starts with Trubisky. But man, see, like the easiest the solutions almost have to be elsewhere because finding a solution for that position, you already took your shot at it. You did. Do you use a second round pick on it? But what's the hit rate on second-round picks as quarterbacks? I know Drew Brees was one. Yeah. But it took him five or six years to become Drew Brees. And Garoppolo, but Garoppolo... Sat behind Tom Brady for three yeah. years. Exactly. Derek Carr? He was a second-round pick. Yeah. But, you know, there's still a lot of talk in Oakland that, they, you know, they might be looking to go in a different direction. Well, what do you trade there? Again, it's there's a lot of scenarios to get through here. It's going to take money. could take some draft capital. But it starts with some soul searching. And you're right. That, that's a good point about seeing what is and what you need in terms of watching what Patrick Mahomes did today, in terms of watching what Travis Kelsey did today, yeah. in terms of watching what Tyreek Hill today. You know, like if Bat Nagy truly wants to emulate – what what Andy Reid has like Ryan Pace's off season is going to be insane. He's going to have to be overly aggressive. He's going to have to pay. He might have to trade. Like they have things that the Bears can only dream of. That Matt Nagy like it, like th- this is what Matt Nagy wants to run, but he doesn't have the players to to, to run it. Yeah, it starts with the quarterback, but multifaceted, all of, all of the above type problem. Well, and that's why, unfortunately, the fix here. Because there is no obvious solution at quarterback, is to do whatever you possibly can to make sure this defense comes back playing at that elite Super Bowl level. Well, again, which you can't control injuries. Well, again, you go back to those two second round picks. You may be able to get some plug in now players. Guys who could be contributors in day one defensively. Because I think that what we saw, the formula for Trubisky to have success with Trubisky 
is to have an outstanding defense that takes the ball away, that helps out the offense, and then you got to fix the holes around him. Well, you got to fix so that you, running game. But. You, yes, you got to fix the running game. You got to fix the tight end position. You got to fix the offensive line. And if you do all that, then you can survive with a win. See, with but I, I would actually even say these are problems that need to be fixed anyway, regardless of who is the quarterback. Like you want to play the what if game, right? 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 Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. Like re- regardless, but all of, of that seems more likely than like just stumbling upon your own Patrick Mahomes. Yes. In the okay. Round. But that's that's the point. Who? Who? Yeah. Regardless, who is a quarterback? You need better tight ends. You need to fix this ground game, which starts with fixing the offensive line. You may need another speedy receiver if Matt Nagy really wants to stretch the field. I'm not sure that's going to be Taylor Gabriel. I'm not. If you need to have some cap flexibility, that's a guy who's. Possibly going to be gone. And by the way, you got to fix the offense. Yeah, it's not just the personnel. Yeah, this is two years now into this thing, and whatever the Bears did well last year, it's clear that the league caught on to it. So you adapt or die. You got to adapt. You do not have the personnel. No, Andy no, no that, that that's a major takeaway from today. And yes, obviously, it starts with Patrick Mahomes, but. What Andy Reid is working with, Matt Nagy can only dream about right now. So that's the thing. If you're Matt Nagy, you had just got to have a self-reflective reality check that you don't have that. And you need to come back with, in my opinion, a more condensed playbook that better suits a, a playbook that's more about quality to your personnel rather than quantity. Like, it does not need to be this big. Because clearly... Opposing defenses don't care how many plays you can run out of certain formations. They stopped it. And tonight, three points. Season opener against the Packers, three points. Right back where you started. Wow. Synergy. They They used to call that around here. Just with a completely... Different atmosphere compared to that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Flat crowd. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually, I'll give them. Hey, if you're listening to this podcast and you showed up to the stadium tonight, 58,000 fans, I'm actually impressed the number yeah, was that yeah, high. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought a, fans had plenty of excuses not to come here. Right. It was a flat day. You know what? Family's in town for the holidays. They got to see a double doink miss that actually you get to cheer about instead of, you know, drink beers about. Uh, what do you want to do? You want to play Trubisky? Should we go through what the quarterback had to say? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, Mitch was short and obviously not happy. Um, this is not nearly as long as it usually is when we play this for you. It's just a f- couple minutes. But here's the quarterback after the game, clearly distraught after another Bears loss. Mitch, what were they doing to defend the read option tonight? Uh, they mix it up. They did some different things. We had a couple good runs early on, but we just weren't consistent enough. They'd crash sometimes. They'd have a guy scrape. Um, they'd have a guy for me sometimes. So they did a good job mixing it up. They had a good plan. Got a lot of pressure um, and really took us took us out of our game. But we were just sloppy overall. We just we just got to be better. In the second quarter, you had Allen down the left side on a deep shot. What was your sense of what misfired there? Yeah, it felt good coming out. Oh, just overshot, overthrow. Did you get a sense of why things were just sloppy today? Could be a bunch of things. Um, just bad execution, um, not locked in, just overall just not doing our jobs. 
uh, we just got to be better. We just got to dig deeper and uh, uh, find a way to finish strong. I think the fact that you guys were eliminated from the playoffs meant some guys maybe one is locked in as, as usual. I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, we just didn't play our game today. It was tough. Um, they came to play, we didn't, and we got behind early. And um, you just can't play catch up against a team like that, and you can't play sloppy either. The deep ball to Robinson to over the overthrow is that just typify you know how close you are to big plays and just to, you know not being able to take advantage of opportunity to kind of it's been kind of a theme this season that just to kind of typify that inadequacy I guess. Yeah, sure. I I gotta hit those. What happened down in the red zone when you guys got down there? Finally got inside there. What was your sense of what happened on those last two um, we, we, we got to get in the end zone. I mean, you got four plays down there. We're, we're on the five. We run one, didn't get it. I pulled one, didn't get it. Um, and I got to give A-Rab a better chance to come down with that last one on fourth down. So, I mean, you get down there, uh, you got to take advantage of those opportunities, and we didn't, and it really hurt us. So, um, could have made the game a lot closer at that point, but uh, we hurt ourselves. So, it, it's on us. We should get to <clears throat> 23 and the throw is short there to the, the new tight end. I'm curious if you're um, just checking down naturally there or you can take a shot and try to get obviously it's a very difficult down and distance there at the end of the game. Yeah, uh, I probably should should have took a shot just when I was escaping the pocket. Saw everyone really, really deep so um, yeah, t- tough situation but try to get what we can get maybe next time to force one to give ourselves a better chance but you just got, can't be in those. Which a few guys in the locker room said they were embarrassed after tonight. How would you categorize what happened? Yeah, uh, I'd say that's pretty accurate. Um, just feel like we, we let each other down. We let the fans down. That's not how we want to finish um, our last home game at, at Soldier Field. Um, we just left a lot of plays out there and a lot of uncharacteristic things that, um, that you're embarrassed of. So we just got to watch the film, come back better and learn from it and dig deeper and you, we just got to want more for ourselves and more for each other. Mitch, how would you, the first home game of the year you scored three, the last one you scored three, how would you characterize kind of the, the way the offense seemingly took like a step back this season? It's disappointing. Um, I mean, scoring three points, you're not going to win any games doing that. Uh, we got to be able to put points on the board. We got the guys to do it. Um, and we just got to find the reasons why uh, that's not happening right now. So uh, all I know how to do is go back to work, continue to believe in the process, um, believe in the guys next to you. And um, you, you can't accept the fact that we're scoring three points in our first game and our last game. It's it's embarrassing, like like the guy said. So it's you, we got to be better. So like I said, short and sweet. Uh, a lot of short answers. I, I mean, the reason I played that was more for you to get the kind of the emotional yeah. feel from the quarterback yeah. rather than what he was actually saying. But what else is he supposed to say at this point? Yeah, Allen Robinson's wide open, 46-yard touchdown. Have to hit it. Got to hit it. Could change the game. But how long have we been talking about yeah. this? He was quite bummed. He's usually a very optimistic guy. He was quite bummed in the locker room. You're talking about Robinson? Today, Allen Robinson, yeah, yeah. It, it's just, this one seemed to, I mean, this is more than just a, you know, a, a gut punch type game. You know, this is a humbling 
No, for, forget the word embarrassing, like yeah. Eddie Jackson and, and Cleo Mack were, were using. I mean, like the, the Bears, that they, they came in just feeling so good about themselves this year. It's like they've been humbled over and over and over again. But this game, like in particular, like the emotions in the locker room, I know they're out of it. And I know that probably, you know, was partly a factor, but... They were humble tonight. Quite well, humble. This one had a different sting to it. Um, the interesting thing about when Khalil Mack called it embarrassing, the, the, the phrasing of the question was, look, obviously last week you lose to the Packers. You're bummed. I mean, that was your season. You lost to your rival. But didn't this locker room tonight, wouldn't you agree, like it felt even worse, like more crushed, even though this was a meaningless game technically. Yeah. And I think... I think it's the way in which it happened and their own pride in themselves. Yes, yeah. That was damaged. And that's where, that was the question that was posed to Mac. Like, why does this feel worse tonight than last week when that was technically like a more meaningful loss? And that's when he said, look, to me, this is just embarrassing. Like, I think they feel that. Yeah. They're not just saying that. It's not just some cliche. They genuinely are walking out of this building tonight embarrassed with their own performance. Yes, yes. Their, Their pride took a hit. When a man's pride takes a hit, I don't mean to sound all meatball-y and stuff, but you could sense it in that locker room. Shell-shocked, almost. A lot of, like, like Lou Max, naturally soft-spoken, but, like, everybody was soft-spoken in that locker room now, you know? Sometimes you'll see a couple guys smiling here and there, joking around. Even after losses, it happens, but not today. They cleaned out rather quickly. So this is a good time for me to play uh, my conversation with Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Kind of just stumbled upon this. Um, just wanted to ask him a couple questions about the defense and obviously the big running into the kicker penalty that he had, his second one this season. Um, and he was so, you know, talk about pride and taking you know this job seriously and being genuinely upset because of how this played out tonight, you're going to hear all that here, this emotion from Kevin Pierre-Lewis, who is just a very thoughtful guy to talk to in general. But trust me, I mean, this in a weird way, this is what you want to hear. Like, it's going to make you feel good to hear this because this is what you want to hear your players say. Here's Kevin Pierre-Lewis. Why was this one so tough for you guys tonight, especially it seemed like the inability to get off the field on third down? Um, it was tough for a lot of reasons. Because, um, one, we, we know who we are. And when there's moments that we don't exceed to a level that we know we are, how we grind each week, um, that's that's what makes it tough. And then on the other side, you know, we have a couple coaches, you know, who used to be there. Um, you know, you got the special teams coach who used to be under uh, toll. Um, you have, you know, Nagy, uh, our position coach, Mark DeLeon, um, who they let go there, you know. There's a lot of emotion that goes into every game, and this game especially, you know, there's a little bit of extra emotion that goes into it, so it's, just, it's definitely tough. Yeah, it seemed like during the week, like, that mattered to you guys, that you, you know, even though the playoffs were out of the picture, that there was that to play for. Does that make it that much tougher that the score was as out of hand as it was? Um, you know, even if we didn't play the Chiefs, we played anyone else, we would have attacked it with the same intensity, in my opinion. Um, 
but it's just one of those things where you got to be honest with yourself and recognize there's a little bit extra there. Um, but we, we attack this week just like we were on attack any other week. Um, respect the opponents. Try to um, get get close to the X's and O's and execute the way we can. Um, and we grinded hard this week. That's why it definitely makes this one tough. Can you take me through the running into the kicker? Mm-hmm. Um, Nagy just pointed out in his press conference that was kind of a big key moment in the game because yep. the offense was get, about to get the ball back. Yep. And obviously, they went down and ended up scoring. Um, there's no excuse, you know. Um, it was I'm, – I'm six year in the league. This is the second time. This has happened this season, you know. I personally feel as though, you know, I owe a debt to the city. Um, I owe my teammates, you know, that grind. You know, when, when we're finally able to get off the field, you can't be selfish. And even though I'm trying to make a play, that's, that's, that's selfish. That's, that's just all that is. And I have to take a look at myself in the mirror and, and reevaluate some things because I, I just I can't do that. And this is the second time I can't do that. Was the pump block on though? There, I mean, you, you... yeah. Um, in that particular play, I wasn't the person I was supposed to get through, but I I kind of got through. Um, and I had a, a a lapse moment of where I didn't lock in and. It kind of shows, you know, everyone how that one moment where you skip a beat in your head, you're not fully locked in. You're going to make a critical error. You know, it doesn't matter how many plays that I made tonight. You know, all that can get erased by a critical error, and that's exactly what that was. Thanks, man. I appreciate you taking the time after a tough loss. No problem. Thanks. Thank you. All right. So you hear players say they're embarrassed. You hear players say, "I can't do that." But here's a perfect example. How many times, and we just talked about this, how many times have we heard Trubisky say, yeah, I got to make that pass. I got to hit that wide open guy. Everything's recurring. Yeah. Like, it, it's the but same. But it's almost it, gotten, like, repetitive. Yeah, and it, oh, like, yeah. It's, oh, like, yeah. lost its meaning. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But when you hear a guy like that, Kevin Pierre-Lewis, like, really call himself out, there's just a different tone and, and, and feeling to it. So... I also found it interesting, like he expl- I think that punt, that was not a full punt block. And he explained it. I think it was designed for Cordero Patterson, who was on the other side, and he almost blocked one last week. Yeah, to come through. And so Kevin said that he didn't expect to be the guy that comes through. He wasn't supposed to be the guy that came through. And then once he was, as he put it, he made the selfish decision. He called it selfish to go after the block at that point, which especially when you consider what happened against the Raiders in London. Yeah, it's tough. It, it, well, was it a 95-yard drive the Chiefs had, and it was a 90-yard drive against yeah. the Raiders? I, I'm, I'm having trouble finding fault in the guy who's actually played exceptionally well in, in yeah. fill-in duty for the Bears linebackers. Like he, he's been it's extremely been noticeable as a starting linebacker for this Bears defense, playing quite well. Look, the special teams gaps have been a killer. Um, Aaron Lynch jumping off sides was it like fourth and four? Yeah, it's but seventh, that's nothing new. Yeah, it, that's well, the seventh one this season. Seventh one this season. It, it's and he's only been. I he's only. This isn't a guy who's on the field all the time. He plays like twenty two percent of the yeah, snaps. It, it's Roy Roberts and Harris pushing Patrick Mahomes in the back. Just stupid! You can't do that. I know it looks weak. I know it looks like a flop. When the quarterback lets go of the ball, you can't hit him. Right, right. I mean, it, the, the Bears got one too. 
Trubisky got roughed yeah. up too. Was it Frank Clark or Chris Jones? I I, I can't I, remember, but it's for the Bears. Their their margin of like their their, their margin for error is so slim, especially defensively now because you don't you're not getting much offensively. Yeah, it's not good. Not good. Ah, uh, man. Oh, I know. I was just trying to think what else I was going to ask you. This is kind of a little bit from left field. But has this gotten so... I know everyone's talking, making jokes, especially a lot of reporters that are upset that Ryan Pace doesn't talk a lot. Like, okay, he's going to finally have to talk here in a week or so. Yeah. A week and a half or so. Are we getting close to the point where almost someone above Ryan Pace needs to say something? No, I know what you're saying. But Ryan Pace is returning. Yeah, it's my understanding of the whole situation. Do you really? Oh, need I'm not to, expecting. Do you really need to te- like try it out Ted Phillips in this instance. I I would say no. Yes, but I guess we're getting. See, like I, I get that this feels worse because they won 12 and four last year. But this is in three and thirteen, four and twelve. You got your wide receiver yelling at your kicking like kicker like situation here. Yeah. You know, like I think some perspective is needed. And I get it. This is massively frustrating and disappointing because of how good you were last year. And here you are talking about Super Bowl this, Super Bowl that, and here you are getting pummeled by Andy Reid and company. I understand that, but yeah. Would I have liked to heard from Ryan Pace a little bit more this year? Fine, yes, but he didn't talk last year during the twelve and four run. No, I know that's and that's not that's not why I brought that up. It's just look, it's it's one thing for like you and me. We're in the building every day. I think we have a better grasp of this long term plan. I think we both un- understand and believe that despite what's looking like a bad pick at quarterback compared to what they could have had. The window's still open. I still believe the window's open. I would peg this team right now as a team that can come back next year and be right back in there towards the top of the NFC North and make the playoffs. But they have a lot of work to do. But all that being said, I also understand like the frustration. When you zoom out and you look at like, what these fans that are sitting here tonight watching... And Mahomes going up and down the field. Like, that's painful. And Mark Carmen brought this up to me the other day when I was doing a radio hit with him over the weekend. The Bears have only had, I forget what year goes back to, like, long time. They've only had two back-to-back winning seasons in a row in, like, the last 30 years. Yeah, oh, yeah. Two. It goes back to Dicka. No, actually, Wani did it twice, and Lovey, Lovey did, did it. Twice. Yes, yeah, yeah. Um, here's my thing: like, what would you hear that would actually make you feel better? We effed up. How would that make you feel better? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just sorry, guys. We effed up. I guess that's some accountability, and some people may like the uh, the honesty. Heck, you may get it. In just over a week from now. Yeah. Disappointing year. Disappointing game. Were we really, really surprised by the result today? I don't know. No. 
I mean, you had Mitch for four times. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to talk myself into seeing like an exciting football game. That's all I wanted to see. No, you know, not in all honesty, like that, I just wanted to see a fun football game, not this stinker. That ten minutes you get me on another crap uh, rant yeah, here. Yeah, <laughs> not this crap. The crap man. You know, some people are called the cat man. Some people are called the fish I man. I am not called the crap man. That is, that is not a nickname that's going to stick people. You are the crap man. If, if you reply to me in Twitter <laughs> in any capacity, that will result in muting. That 10 minutes of predictions the other day was awesome. Because like, you're totally right. Like You're just sort of like trying to talk yourself into an exciting football game. And then you heard me come in with like ration or, you know, a rational argument for why the Bears offense was going to go back to struggling tonight. And you're like, yeah, you're right. That's probably going to happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's... Yeah. Oh, man. Of course, I, I predicted 13 Bears points, not three. <laughs> oh, man. All right, let's end this thing with the head coach, Matthew Nagy. All right, so I'll start off with injuries. Um, uh, Eddie Goldman's in the con- yeah, has is in the protocol, and then uh, um, Rashad Coward uh, has a, had a knee, and so it was bothering him a little bit. And we just felt like it was um, better to to put Ted in at that time. So that's where those two are at. So uh, overall, as far as the game goes. Um, you know, just too sloppy across the board, too sloppy in, in every area. Uh, that that part's frustrating. It's a good good football team that we played, so credit to Kansas City and, and uh, their team. Um, you can see the talent that they have. And, and uh, uh, But I felt like there was just that little, uh, towards the end of the second quarter, 10 to nothing, thought we had a little bit of a chance there with some field position. And unfortunately, we had that running into the kicker for the first down. Um, and they, they went down there and I and, uh, got some points. But, uh, you know, that part's frustrating. So we, we got to uh, figure out the why part. Um, and uh, with that, I'll open up with questions. But the game ends with a three-quarters empty stadium. Chiefs yeah. being the loudest ones in there. Yeah. Running through your mind, just nah, just I mean, it's it's uh, you understand that it's you know what the the score indicated that you know with them being up like that and and for us not putting points on the board uh, and then you get down in the red zone, um, come away with nothing. So um, again, it, it's I think it just comes down to to all of us with the details and and just understanding that on each and every play we all need to be extremely detailed. We all need to take. You know, um, understand where we're at and how important it is, and that's that's where you know it led us to that point, uh, to that score, and, and that's why there was you know it was empty. With no with no playoffs, you know, possible. Were you worried at all about this with your team? You're usually pretty positive, right? Of the week, but it, it did look like kind of a letdown. Yeah, um, I, no, I, I wasn't worried about it. I felt good with with the guys. Um, you know, it is it's it's definitely different. You can feel the the, the difference. Um, just the scenario that you're in, just because the guys know. But all that said, I, I never question the guys' want or their effort or anything like that. And again, this is a, a pretty good football team that we played, and and so um, that's not we don't accept that. We know we're better than what we showed today in, in every in every phase across the board. So that's the part that's frustrating. You talked to Matt earlier in the week about how you did not want Mitch to fall into the trap of him versus Mitch yeah. tonight because you know that was going to be the big storyline. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like he, he tuned that out? Did that have anything to do with maybe the way? 
I didn't feel like he got into that. I, I, I honestly didn't feel I, – I felt like today it felt like team versus team, not player versus player, not coach versus coach is how I felt. Um, and when you're, in, when you're in the game, it's hard to you, – you have no idea really what's, um, what's going on. I know the players don't as far as that one-on-one stuff. Um, we're just trying to execute. And, and I think, you know, it just wasn't one of those days at all. Uh, offensively, we, we struggled. And, um, and then defensively, they had a couple drives there with a lot of, a lot of plays. Um, couldn't get off the field on third down. But, um, you know, it just, it just wasn't, wasn't our day today. How big was that, the, the Miller, the, the handoff fumble to Anthony? See yeah, that's a good point. And, and I think that, again, for us to learn and understand, man, you gotta, we all got to lock in. Um, we're moving the ball. It's going a little bit. You can feel um, getting some first downs. And, uh, you know, we worked on that all week. And, you know, that was uh, – so that kind of stuff there. And none of it's intentional. I mean, Anthony Miller's, you know, more frustrated than anybody, more upset than anybody that he dropped it. But uh, those are the type of deals because now you're second and long. And to start a game, can't have that. we got to be better than that. Uh, you did say this week that one of the things you've been watching for tonight would be focus. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't think the the score doesn't indicate that, you know, and and that's that's all of us, coaches and players. The score the score didn't indicate that, so um, you know you hope that it's there, but uh, just I, I think when with focus comes, if there's not focus, then there's some sloppiness, and I felt like that kind of matched up a little bit, and that that's the that's the part. None of it's effort; it's different than focus, you know. Man, how much does that limit what you can do as a play caller? If you just sense that the, the focus isn't there, or, or that, that, that things are sloppy. Well, it's about rhythm. You know, you want to get rhythm, and and uh, so when you're getting first downs and you're not having uh, that sloppiness, uh, then then it can tend to put you in some certain situations where it can it can be difficult. But that's not. I mean, you know, I can help out too. You know, so um, that's and it, it's. Uh, just the detail thing, you know, we got to lock in. It's every single play. You got to be locked in on every play. Matt, second quarter, Allen got some separation deep left. Did you have any vantage point on what went wrong and, and how that didn't connect for a deep touchdown there? Yeah, it was just a little throwback um, that, that we had. And, um, you know, I'll have to go back and watch it on tape and see. I didn't, I didn't get to see Mitch with how much time he had in the pocket or his vision of that. I didn't see that. But, um, again, those are, those are ones that, we, you know, you want to be able to, to, to hit. Um, and we didn't. But, there's, you know, those have happened this year. And then there's others that, um, you know, Mitch is going to make a real good throw. But we just happened to not connect on that one. I know you said all week, just another game. It's not about you and Coach Reed. But yeah. now that it happened and he's across the field from you, what was it like? Yeah, it was. Uh, well, when the when the whistle blows and you get com- your competitive juices get going, I mean, it's it's uh, it's normal, just like every other game. Uh, I think it's more so probably right before the game when you look across and you see everybody that you know over there and you see Coach, um, and then after the game. But you know, it's it's we're both going there to win, and um, you, you you know that his guys are going to be prepared and. And, and do well, and that's what they did tonight. They, they are, they're a great football team, and they're, and they're well coached. The first, first and last home games of the year, you only scored three. Yeah. You know, in the first game, we were pretty surprised about that, but now we're, we know the problems. What, how much reflection have you done, kind of on? Well, I've, I've done. I mean, I've done a lot throughout the year, but it, it, not like what you're able to do when the season ends. So, um, you know, that's obviously a a um, an area that that I know that we know that we got to be a lot better. So I can just say that I will be doing everything in in my uh, 
in my area to, to do whatever we can to, to get this offense better. Matt, kind of along those lines, um, the, the sequence down at the goal line, third and fourth down, those plays obviously don't look great when they're not executed. Right. You know, compared to last year when you're kind of running all those trick plays and all that stuff and it seemed to always work, mm-hmm. it's harder to call plays down there this season? No, I, no. You know, we were at the five-yard line. Um it's a little bit different when you get a little bit tighter at times, and so you can do personnel stuff. But um, you know, they they uh, we had a nice run to get down there, and then we, I think we had you, you can I think we had two out of the four plays in, from first, second, third, and fourth down. I think two out of the four were runs, and uh, we we just didn't get a whole lot. And then we had two two pass attempts. But uh, I just know that in general, when you get down there, you know, great teams score touchdowns. Forget field goals. No one wants field goals. We want touchdowns. And we, we just, we haven't been doing that this year. So uh, we look at the scheme, we look at the execution, and we look at the, the people who are doing it. So um, that's all a part that we know, trust me, just like everybody, you know, we want, we want touchdowns. That helps you get momentum. That helps you win football games. Field goals and not getting them help you lose football games. And I say there's not a lot in the playbook for fourth and 23, but when you go for it there, what's the thought process there and what you're trying to get done? And, and obviously a pass that only goes to you. Yeah, well, we had some longer longer um, you know, routes on there, but you know, that's the, the end of the game there is, is uh, you know, you're trying to – it's pretty hard. Fourth and 23 uh, to call play there to, to get guys that are going to be wide open is difficult. But, um, yeah, you'd like to be able to maybe have a PI or something in that case, but uh, we just didn't. I mean, just everything up until that point. That 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 uh, it's hard. That's that challenge, Matt. Yeah, was, I'm sure you were getting help upstairs. Mm-hmm. Right? Was there some confusion maybe as to where where was versus where the ball was because he was behind the line of scrimmage, but it seemed like on the replay the ball was. In- we felt like it was close. I mean, it was it was definitely you know it was the right call uh, that they made in, in keeping it and holding it up, but uh, we just felt like at that point in time it was pretty close, uh, and and so. Um, you know they they did the right thing, but yeah, it was it was um they they, they made the right call. The margin of defeat, and you mentioned the the focus wasn't what you thought it needed mm-hmm. to be after inciting that during the week. Does that make you consider possibly switching things up? I know there's only one week left to go, but this was the first circumstance. No, yeah, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, we'll, we'll always. I hate using always and and never, and everything's a hundred a hundred percent. But we'll we'll uh, we'll reflect here. Um, you know, tonight and tomorrow morning, and just kind of pull back and see, okay, what's where are we at? What's the situation? And and uh, and we'll we'll talk about it as a group. You know, why did this happen? I mean, we're all in here in this thing, like I said, to to win win the football game. We didn't do it, uh, so we you know, coaches, players, everybody, we all have to accept uh, responsibility. We got to know what we need to do and and get better at it. What went into the last one's decision last night? Yeah, that well, just just that. I mean, it, it was uh, later later in the week. You know, what well, really it was what Saturday is when things started. Um, we just decided that uh, we got it looked at, had some further examinations, and we just felt like after that that um, you know through all of us talking and collaborating, that was the best thing to do. So that's what we did. Thank you, man. All right, take care. You know, he's he's been such like this this overflowing voice of of optimism and. It's who he is, and I respect that. He's got to be getting tough to swallow. I mean, I, I mean they are right. I mean, this is beyond frustrating for him, maddening for him. I, I, I got to imagine. Yeah, I mean he 
I, I could almost sense it as he walked off the podium. Like, there's a sense of exasperation. Yeah. But I give him credit. I mean, he's handling it. He's still handling it well. A year removed from being coach of the year. No one would get surprised by any coach in this situation getting frustrated with some of the questions. It's all negative, especially after a game like this. So, But no fan wants to hear that either. You know, that patting the head coach on the back for doing his job, talking to the media. They they want to see the offense better. Yes. In a hurry. And that's ultimately, he was brought here to, to bring in an offense. And again, it goes back to what I was talking about earlier. Like, these fans have just watched the same thing over and over and over and over again for 30-plus years. Yeah. And... That's where that's where I was coming from that question earlier. Like, I, I again, I, I think the window's open. I think the great majority of things that Ryan Pace has done is is great. I think you know he's done a pretty good job, really good job of turning this thing around for the most part. But obviously, there's still ways to go, and it has been five years. And while I still believe Matt Nagy is can be and will be a good head coach. It's hard to defend the offense right now. Like, you can't. Yeah. You can't defend what you're seeing on offense. A a massive step back for your quarterback. A massive step back really across the board offensively. And again, like we've been saying the entire podcast, that there are reasons for that. It's personnel. It's injuries. It's players learning new things a couple years into the NFL. But... This league demands success, and it demands it almost immediately. Yeah. And at some point, patience wears out. I think it's there for the fans. I get it going back to your your Ted Phillips, George McCaskey argument, whatever they want to hear. I I don't know if they'll ever hear it to to make them feel better. Heck, they could probably make things worse. Just throwing it out there. Yeah. I wonder what their patience level is now. That's, I guess that's what I was getting at. Yes. Just, like, again, I'm not... On, but again, like, another, like, reset button move. Like, what would, what would that be? Yeah, I think that would be the wrong thing to do right now. But yeah. So, but I, and I put this in my column... I think what part of this offseason is going to be for the fans is two things can be true at the same time. One, you could feel like the competitive window is still open and that additions can be made this offseason to make this team get back to the playoffs next year. And at the same time, believing that's a possibility... It's still going to take a lot, I think, for the fans to regain their full trust in Ryan Pace and Matt Nagy as a tandem after what's happened this year. Is that fair? Yeah. Like, the trust level is damaged. In those two? Yes. From the city? From the fans. I think so. Yeah. After just a disappointing season. The trust level and believing or belief level. That it's well, well, I think that's what happens naturally when your belief level is so high after last year. To be so excited and then such 
to experience such a letdown. Game after game after game after game. Part of the problem, too, is like it wasn't anybody's fault, but the whole 100th year celebration thing, like it just didn't help. No. It almost felt like a Super Bowl celebration before it happened. Yeah, it, in it, weird it, it, ways. it created, you know, I, I thought that from the beginning. It, it almost created this sense of a party when. Yeah. Like, you still needed to go out there and perform. Like, I. I and, and again, I, I'm not. It's not a criticism of how it went down. I mean, it was perfectly reasonable with the history of this franchise to celebrate their 100th, you know, season. But that just, I keep going back to some of those panels at the convention, and like they all believed it too, up and down the franchise, and so. When you put them all in one place with that much history and that many, those, all those big time players being like, yep, the Bears are back. This is going to be a fun season. Can't wait to see, like Gary Fensick talking about it. I'm a season ticket holder. I'm there. Everybody was pumped about Cleo Mack. Remember that? And so it, again, nobody's fault. It's just, like you said, it was like a part, it was like a Super Bowl party before it ever happened. Yeah. It was just more air into the balloons, man. Yeah. And it's just more. That's a good way to put M- it. More of them kept popping. Yeah. A big throughout the year. Yes. On the opening night against the Packers. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Three yes. points. Yes. Three points. Three points tonight against the Chiefs. Whoo. All right. Well, one more to go. We'll be there in Minnesota. Cold Minnesota. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Yeah. Although we're doing another episode on Tuesday, on Christmas Eve. Yeah, we'll have a Christmas Eve episode for you on The Athletic. Yes. There's still time and reason for you to subscribe. To subscribe because you're going to get more episodes than you normally would in the off season when we usually just go to one a week. Uh, so that is still there for you. Theathletic.com slash Hogan Johns. You can sign up 40% off and get all those extra podcasts as we go into the off season. Have fun with us. As we, uh, <laughs> this could be even more to digest after this season. Yeah. Well, and we will, in some ways, that press. We'll do con- some soul searching too. Yeah. We'll figure out where we can get better. Um, all right. So we'll have another episode Christmas Eve. And then on the 26th, we have one more game to preview here against the Vikings. And then we'll be there in Minnesota to close it all out. And then whatever happens after that, we're still here. That's what we do here on the Hogan Johns Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Adam Hogue, H-O-G-E, at Adam Johns, J-A-H-N-S. All the post-game reaction up on The Athletic, The Athletic app, WGNRadio.com slash Bears. Please rate and review the podcast. We appreciate you doing that. We thank you for being loyal listeners. We've talked about about a lot of bad football here on this <laughs> podcast <laughs> over the years. years. And yet you guys are here with us and we do appreciate you very, very much. And telling your friends, it's like a therapy, right? It's therapy for everybody. Therapeutic, yes. yes. Talk it through. Yeah. Listen through. Just don't ruin your holidays over this, okay? Yes. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. We'll talk to you Tuesday. See ya. Oh, man, we just both need a cheeseburger.